0: Hi, Lovey. Welcome to the Coming Out Gold Podcast. I'm Coach Tammy, a life coach and strategist determined to encourage, empower, and equip women so they can live the lives they were meant to live before the world told them they weren't enough. Once you shake off the sack of shoulds you've been handed, you'll be ready to embark on a journey where you start creating the life of your dreams. It's time for you to step into your power, break up with false narratives, and learn how to come out gold. And I'll be here to walk with you every step of the way. Welcome back to the second installment in my series called Conversations with Girlfriends. Today, I am going to chat with my friend, Jenny. She is a teacher, a mom, and all around a badass unicorn. We have been friends for over a decade now, which is bananas. I'm so thankful for her presence in my life as well as her wisdom, as you will discover through our conversation, laughter, honesty, and growth are the foundations of our relationship. Listen in as we talk about friendship before and after divorce, along with so many other things. We even take a potty break in the middle of recording. She even has a little mic drop moment of her own where she talks about our particular brand of friendship. I cannot wait for you to hear our conversation and get to know my friend, Jenny. And as a reminder, in the first podcast of the series, I challenged you to send a message to a different friend every day for the rest of the year. Don't overthink it. Simply open up your contact lists, start at the top and make your way through. Now let's eavesdrop on my conversation with Jenny. So Jenny, tell us where you are and what you do, and then tell us a little bit about how we
1: met. I'm in Georgia and I'm a teacher and... We met at church, so I was like, I'm going to be brave, and I'm going to try something I've never tried before, and I'm going to try a book study, and I like talked myself out of it like 500 times, right, because that's what we do, then I showed up anyway, and it was so scary, and honestly don't remember much about it, definitely not that first one, or the first few maybe. And then, like, I remember our infamous Chick-fil-A meeting, right? And so that definitely stands out more than whatever happened in that original book study. I can't even remember the original book now that I try I was, to think about it. Me either. I was racking my brain this morning going, what did we start with? I
0: don't know. But I do remember the Chick-fil-A thing because there was a police standoff in the parking lot while we yeah. were sitting there eating. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. that seemed to track. It kind of set the tone for our relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. You and I, when we did first meet at that infamous Chick-fil-A police standoff, we were both going through a divorce. So we we're in the mm-hmm. same season of life. Mm-hmm. And I think like for this episode of the podcast and the conversations with girlfriends, like that's just something I want to talk about because divorce is hard, even if you want it, but it really messes with your friendships. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I really, I was thinking about it this morning. It's almost like there's this before and after line in your life, Right where before these were my friends and this is how we were. And after this is a new life season, but there's some, there's some challenges because some people that you knew before still stay in your life, but they know you as that person. And -hmm. then it's, I found that a delicate or hard and challenging and really messy to be perfectly honest. So what did you learn about friendships and divorce?
1: So that was one of the things i think that was so hard for me and why i kept trying to talk myself out of going to that book study was just to to take that step and to try to make new friends i don't even know consciously if i realized that's what i was doing it was just i just felt this need to do something and to do something different and because of that like you described it that before and after I didn't know what the after looked like. I just knew I had to start taking a step into that. And so whether that was just simply trying a book study at church, or it's just opening those doors or opening those windows and walking through to see what's on the other side. Because I just, when I think back on it now, there was just so much identity wrapped up in, I'm this person's wife, and this is our family, and these are our friends. And when that isn't the same thing anymore you're like who am I who what is my family who are my friends and then people you think are your friends are disappearing daily you know because they don't I always say they don't want to catch divorce right or, oh my gosh that's
0: exactly right yeah like it's contagious
1: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. sometimes I think about it I, I just I think it's trying to look at it with grace I think it's just a simply. I don't know how to be in that friendship anymore because it was about the family and it was about, you know, the husband and the wife. And then it was the, you know, four people or six people. And now we don't know how to exist when it's just one of you, that kind of thing that like all of that changes. So while you're trying to figure out who you are and what the new world looks like, you know, your world itself is also changing. And so I think probably both of us were experiencing that at the same time. And so stepping into new things and trying new things, you find the people that are doing the same as you, I think.
0: Yeah. I think that definitely that catching thing was so true because, and and I think I, I, just in what you just said, I realized that we pulled away because we didn't know how to be in relationship with them. Right. And it feels like everybody's leaving you, but I think the truth is probably more middle ground that you don't know how to be there when I went through it, I lost my family too, which, you know, I lost all the peoples. Um, So I only had my book, my book club people, they were the only people. And so everybody just felt like they were falling away. But the truth was also, I was pulling away because even in the people that were still like, still friends and like, we'll invite you to fill in the gaps because you don't have family anymore. Mm -hmm. So you can come to our holiday stuff. And that just rubbed raw, you know, Mm -hmm. because you had a family before and now you don't have a family. you mm-hmm. had, you did those things and now you don't do those things. And it somehow, yeah, it just became really messy, really mm-hmm. messy and hard to mm-hmm. navigate. One of the things that I love most about you is you have this innate ability to see and give grace to other people and, and let that be okay. That they don't know how to deal with you because you're not a, a four, four person package anymore. You're just mm-hmm. a Jenny. You just have such grace for that. And I think it's the thing, one of the things I definitely have taken from our friendship is that just let people be where they are and it's okay.
1: Yeah, because I need that too. You know, I, I think I've always looked for that. Where Where's the space where I can just be okay? And I'll create it for you because I want you to create that. That's what ultimately what I want as well. And so if I create it for you and you recognize that, then that lets me know, that's a safe space that's the same kind of person if they recognize those things and what i'm willing to create for them i'm going to have the expectation the standard that they, <laughs> that they will create that for me doesn't always doesn't always happen that's for sure a lot of people will take that grace and take it for their advantage you know use it to their mm-hmm. advantage yeah uh, but that's okay because it doesn't mean what i'm doing is incorrect it doesn't mean me giving them grace or that safe space wasn't a gift to them or whatever. It just means it's not going to be reciprocal kind of thing.
0: Yeah. I think probably the hardest thing, and I was so thankful that we met at the time we did because we could kind of hold hands and walk through the destruction uh, together in a lot of ways, is that it was the roles. I think that that was the thing we spent because you and I've spent lots of hours on the phone and in person and in. At our favorite coffee shop when I lived in Atlanta, too, just having these deep conversations in a way that probably, I mean, I know this sounds weird because I had adult friendships because I was 40 when my life imploded, but I, in a lot of ways, felt like you were my first grown up friend
1: because mm-hmm.
0: they were childhood friends, right? Everybody else had mm-hmm. I'd known forever. And so you were really kind of my first grown up friends. And I just feel like we always had grown up conversations mm-hmm. about getting better and growing and just dealing with our crap. <laughs> And, mm-hmm. you know, helping each other move through it and calling each other out on it. So I think in a lot of ways, you were, you were that first person that worked with me like that, because we all know it can be a little extra and maybe have more feels than the average bear, mm-hmm. but it was the roles. I think that was our, we spent so much time struggling with because for women and Patriot in a patriarchal society, like we have our roles are become our identity when the reality is we're a whole person without those roles. And mm-hmm. I think we've navigated, I think we have spent our time since at the beginning of our friendship trying to figure out our identity instead of the roles we were playing.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think there, there's a lot in, um, I think when, for me, going through that divorce as well, like losing so much, like... I, I wasn't trying to impress you. There just wasn't a facade. It just was like, here I am. I have failed. I like, in my mind, this is the ultimate failure. Like I can't go any lower than this. Right. So there is no, um, Oh, I want you to see my perfect family life. I want you to see my perfect marriage. Like there was none of that facade. It was just, um, Hey, (laughs) <laughs> I'm Jenny. <laughs> and that and that's really that's really all I know today. That's really it, you know? And so as scary as that is or as it was, it was also very freeing. Um, because it was just like I can't disappoint anybody anymore than I already have. Like I've done it. I've done it. I've failed. I've disappointed. I've, you know, been there. And so, in a way, like I said, it can be almost freeing, you know.
0: Yeah. I remember it wouldn't. When- the Chick-fil-A, please stand off. I was in my good Jesus girl phase. So I wasn't cussing at all because good Jesus girls don't cuss. And we were in the midst, like we weren't divorced. Like we were getting divorced. So it was messy and brutal and unpleasant. And you said the F word. And I was like, oh, precious, my ears. She just said the F word. Oh my gosh. And I was like, it's okay. And I was like, yeah, that's what happens when you're real with people. Sometimes Mm -hmm. you say bad
1: words. Mm -hmm. Yes. (laughs) And sometimes they say bad words, (laughs) you do all the things.
0: And sometimes they're appropriately placed. I'm just gonna say (laughs) (laughs) so. Now we both say bad words and we're all the better for it. (laughs) Mm -hmm.
1: Yes. Because sometimes it's just the sprinkle that you know (laughs) that that really connects and lets you feel the feels. That's definitely Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. It was uh yeah, I just and I think that. We've had, we've cried as much as we've laughed together, which Mm -hmm. I think is wonderful. Right. Mm -hmm. And there've been seasons where you were struggling and you went through job loss. And then I was struggling and I went through job loss and all of that. Thankfully, Alexandria and I, my oldest daughter, we, we seem to go through the hard things at the same time. And we're like, we got to stop this sinking. We, we need to be opposite. You and I've always been like, it's your turn to have a crappy experience. And then later it's going to be my turn
1: to have a crappy experience. So hurry up because I need you to be through it. I need you to gather some wisdom. I need you to be on the other side so that you were there for me. Mm -hmm. Yes.
0: Yeah. And I think, so we've done a lot of work together, just you and I together. And we've done a lot of work with our renegade scoundrels Mm -hmm. and we've done a lot of book studies and just kind of sat in it, like really sat in the messy middle. And I think sometimes people may be looking from the outside in on our friendship. (laughs) You might have scratched their heads a little bit and been like what the actual hell is wrong with those two like don't mm-hmm. they want to just get up and move on and we're like no we got to sit and figure this crap out that's what mm-hmm. we're gonna do sit in this destruction and the carnage before we get to be as you named me one day when I was going through a hard season and questioning my own existence that you know we're badass unicorns and that's yes. what we are now yeah so yes.
1: yes so here's um here's, like I said, the, the little bombshell, the little nugget that I've been holding on to. Oh
0: so, I'm not ready for it.
1: I know. I know. And you're already going to know it. So you're going to know it. And then you're going to be like, Oh, uh, yeah, like, you'll probably be like, Oh, yeah, I've known this all along. But for me, sometimes it comes later. So, um, when you told me about that, you wanted to do this podcast, right? Like, so it's constantly in the back of my mind, you know, what right, is she going to say? <laughs> say? What am I going to say? What, 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 how do I feel? How do I think I have to, <laughs> I have to spend time putting words to all of those things. Right. Cause I'm just not very good at that. And, um, not
0: true. You're just the nineties nine on the Enneagram. Yes. That's all. Yes.
1: I just need all the time, all the time <laughs> to process. So I've been processing since you brought it up, which I'm assuming is why you brought it up weeks ago. So I had all that process time. Yes. So as I'm scrolling one day, I see somebody describe one of their friends and they use the word covenant friendship. Mm. And I was like, uh, uh, that's it. That is it. Like, I feel like I've had this thing like my whole life where I've always wanted a best friend or I've always wanted this or I see the the postings and all the friend groups and the friend trips and all the things, you know, and Like, it really hit home for me when you look back and you reflect on things and you look for, yes, I was in this hard time, but what are the things I can be thankful for? Yes, I was in this bad time, but where were the gifts, right? And just trying to reflect on that and learn from that, I was like, oh, this, this, Tammy, is a covenant friendship. And, like, for me, I had never even considered that I wasn't exactly sure what it was until someone else had used it and described somebody else that way and I was like oh my gosh that's it it's more than a best friend Um, that is how she has always been for me and so in the midst of all of that to get a gift like that that's huge that was huge and so yeah that was my bombshell that's me processing and putting words to it
0: well that was rude very rude of you. You try to make me cry. And I will say, you like to make me cry. You do it on <laughs> a uh, not irregular basis, <laughs> sadly, but in a nice way sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, I think because, again, we have done a lot of work together. We study a lot of books. And when you were talking about that, that hard places and finding thank- something to be thankful for, we did Anne Voskamp's A Thousand Gifts Together. And I think one of the things that stuck with us was her sharing that, like, we have to learn the Eucharisteo, the, Mm -hmm. how to be thankful when it's hard, like that rock in a hard place. And you have to find something to be thankful when you're like, no, actually this is all crap. Mm -hmm. There's not one single thing to be thankful for. I think we've watched each other learn to find that. Mm -hmm. And I think when we do that, there's a faster road to redemption in the story. Right.
1: Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Because as soon as you, as soon as I sit in that place, of thankful, the the rest just fades away. You, I can't sit in both. I can't be mad and thankful all in the same moment. So when you start looking for the kind people, when you start looking for the things, even the tiniest things, the tiniest moments of joy, the tiniest things to be thankful for, um, it just shifts, it shifts everything.
0: Yeah, you also brought our one of our first book studies you brought to our little motley crew was Boundaries by Dr. Henry Cloud, and you had you had mentioned it several times in earlier conversations about like oh does that belong in my backpack or is it somebody else's? And I was like what is this backpack contents? <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm like always going to be the cynic, and we read the book, and I just say it's probably one of the most profound books I've ever read as Mm -hmm. far as changing the toxic patterns and the dysfunction that was the only thing I'd ever known for my family pathology. And I think that all these years later, I mean, gosh, that was probably 2011 that we read that book together as a group, which is crazy. And like, we still, you and I still talk about it. Like, Mm -hmm. we'll be like, oh, that's not yours to carry. You know, things like that. And I, I just, I think that you've helped maybe be a mirror for me to reflect back things. I couldn't see about myself. Like if anybody had asked me, we had this conversation not long ago and I was like, Oh, I don't know that I like her saying that Um, about being vulnerable. And I would say I'm very vulnerable. Like you can ask me anything. I don't, I don't keep secrets anymore. Been there, done that. I don't keep secrets anymore. So if you ask me a question, I'm going to give you an answer. But what I realized was I was transparent with other people. You want to know, I'll tell you, I don't care, but vulnerable. I mean, I think honestly, you may be the first person in my life I've ever been vulnerable with. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if it was just because there was nothing left. Everything had been blown, you know, blown Mm -hmm. up to pieces. And like, I'm like, this is it. Like whatever flesh that's clinging to my bones, like that's all I got left. Mm -hmm. So you just created, and I don't know if we just did it together in our brokenness, but it, it just, it's always safe to tell you the truth. Even Mm -hmm. if it's the truth you would never say out loud, even to yourself, sometimes we can Mm -hmm. say that to each other. And you're so good at this. You just have this way to let that person say all those things. And then you can say, okay, but like, let's talk about what the truth is. Mm. Because when we're in those moments of like self destruction, we can't see that. And Mm -hmm. you're just so, you're so good at that. And I'm so thankful in our friendship because you've taught me how to sit with those feelings and then just let them, then let them be true. Like, then like, okay, wait a minute. This part is true. This part's hot garbage. Mm-hmm. This part is true. This is completely wrong. Start over, you know? And yeah. I guess you stay in the arena with me while we're mm-hmm. both getting, as Brene Brown says, our asses kicked. You still stay mm-hmm. in the arena and you just don't ever go anywhere. Mm-hmm.
1: So just thank very you. Nine. Just very nine. Very nine. I'm just, just going to be just, I'm just going to
0: Ginny is frozen in time. Ginny, Ginny, Ginny. Ginny, I've lost you. Ginny, I lost (laughs) Ginny. I love that we have a friendship when our Wi-Fi crashes. We're like, what the heck? And they're like, oh, wait, let's just both go pee. (laughs) I know we're recording a podcast, but listen, you got to empty the bladder.
1: Whoa, I just was yep. like, see, like the whole thing just crashed. She's going to have to start over. So, you know, I'm going all in. I drank a cup of coffee and then I got on a call. That was a major mistake. <gasps> okay. Well, that was fun. Gotta love technology. Okay. But I feel like the intro should be Covenant Friendship My Butt. Like, you didn't get that in the recording. <laughs> I just feel like. <laughs> that should be in there a little covenant snippet my butt yeah. yeah a little snippet you could come back to
0: <laughs> oh, uh, way does keep that secret by
1: the way this covenant friendship thing mm-hmm. well that's one of those little gifts you know from time to time when I'm like processing I'm like because then I'm constantly thinking about something and then I'm probably hyper focused or hyper aware of certain things right that's how I was scrolling through Facebook or whatever it was and saw that. And so, um, yeah, that's one of those things where it's like when I'm thinking about something and I'm, I guess it's really praying about something like what's the right thing to say? What's the right thing to do? Um, That's one of those signs, right? It's like, oh, oh, we need to talk about this, right? Like when you wrote down the little thing you were telling me about earlier, it's like, oh, we need to talk about this. Yep. Yeah
0: definitely so let's talk about do you have any i was like when i went to the when our internet crashed and we both went to the bathroom mm-hmm. i was like huh, the before friends like we talked about the before and the after people do you have before friends still in your life that aren't family members obviously cuz you still have those like me um i um
1: i'm glad you're having to think about it like i did no. Uh because I'm I'm trying to choose my words carefully. Sure. Because um, we don't want to tell somebody else's story or you correct. know Correct. So I have uh there are people I have known my whole life, or you know, from the earliest of memories. But they are not people that um I see every day and things like that. Um so mm, no, I really um There's a few people that I knew before, but our friendship became deeper after, like I knew Aaron before, obviously, but somewhere along the way, uh, we just became friends, deeper friends, after all of that. Um, so it wasn't like, you know, when I was going through the divorce and all of that, like, we didn't have the kind of friendship where I could turn to her and, and all of those kinds of things. Um, our friendship was through our children. And then when I went through that, obviously, I had to learn to rely on other people. Mm -hmm. for help and things like that and so she was one of the first people that you know I could trust and was really there for that and then our friendship became deeper but mm, no I don't and it's funny too because I even had some friends from work that obviously I was friends with before and then I had stayed friends with after but I have a new job which is like a whole nother like it's like a whole nother life that I'm now living right Mm -hmm. yes and you get a new
0: subset of friends
1: mm -hmm. none of those friends are around anymore either yeah so it's sad something I certainly struggle with like I said earlier when I was talking about I've always wanted a best friend I've always wanted these lifelong type relationships and so I spend a lot of time thinking about it I'm like is it is it me am I not uh, a sustainable type person as far as like, I don't invest what I need to in relationships and things like that. So I certainly think about that. What did yeah, you come th- up
0: with? I think that there are some people that I've known my whole life yet that are, I mean, not some, very few, but <laughs> that are still, you know, you have your inner circle and then you have a little further out. Like they're on the way outer circle because they aren't actively involved or mm-hmm. interested in my life, you know? And I think in part that's because they identify me with the person I was and mm. they, they can't see me as the person I've become. Mm-hmm. And I think I'm a way better human being. As I said, on my last podcast with Heather, like I was such a selfish friend coming from trauma. I was just trying to survive all the time. So I just knew how to take in order to survive. And I'm such a different kind of human and a different friend now that I think sometimes those before friends, they don't know how to process that because they weren't. They weren't part of the growth and change because of the thing we talked about earlier, like they kind of pull back because they don't know what to do with you and you pull back because you don't know how to be the not wife, the not, Mm -hmm. you know, family Mm -hmm. that you were before. And I think that it's, it's hard for both sides. Um, And I'm just, it makes me sad. It makes me sad that I don't have some of those before friends, you know, Mm -hmm. because again, like you do think some people are going to be your BFFs for your whole life.
1: Mhm. So, mm-hmm.
0: yeah, it is it's hard, but I I'm glad. I mean, no one wants their life to blow up, right? To blow to smithereens Mm-mm. and every dream you thought you were going to have for your life to end in a moment without your permission to be mm-hmm. quite frank. Like I I did not co-sign this. But I'm so thankful for where I am now and mm-hmm. the person I've become and I don't I I know, I don't think. I know I wouldn't have become this person had I not experienced that.
1: Yeah, we never like looking back and reflecting I never would have gotten the gifts that I got had I not right. gone through something like that. And I know nobody's, you know, well, I don't want to go th- <laughs> let me create some of this d- drama so I can <laughs> see what kind of gifts I get, right? Right. Let's to not- our life today. <laughs> not I'd a like thing. a gift? I'd like a gift? <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Oh, not a thing. I also think too sometimes like again, I try to look at it from all perspectives maybe, you too. but mm-hmm. I think that sometimes I think um, when we make friends, there's some sort of commonality. There's some sort of something that builds that friendship. Right. And so sometimes I think when they fail, way, or if I'm in a different place, or I'm I'm a different, I don't want to say a different person, because a lot of these things that I feel like I went through, I just came back to maybe who I was originally mm-hmm. was, right. or who I should have been all along, maybe, I think we've talked about that before, so, but they did, they didn't know that, and so you had these commonalities, you had these things that created that friendship, and you don't have those same things anymore, and so it's not just Oh, they don't like me, or um, they don't know what to do with me, or you know, they don't—they don't like the new me, or whatever. I just—I just look at it more of, well, we just don't have the same things in common, and that's what builds a friendship ultimately, right? The same space, the same uh, dealing with the same kinds of people, and and things like that. That's where you build those friendships. So,
0: yeah, what do you find different about your after friends? like the friends that you've developed, the friendships you've developed after coming out of the roles that you were playing into the identity of Jenny, who Jenny is?
1: Well, um, I definitely know that the friends I have now, there's no question. Like I will never pick up the phone and wonder if I should be calling or if I should pick up the phone or if I should be doing all of this. Like there is none of that. I may not have. Hundred friends or 50 friends or 20 friends but the ones I do have I don't question any of it and so I hope that I'm also giving the same back to them so that's really like I said that's different because before I would have been like oh I can't call because then I got to tell them this I got to tell them this I got to explain this like you know and then I've talked myself out of it I'm like they're not going to want to hear all that I you know so there aren't as many layers in between.
0: Mm, That's a great way to put it. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. I mean, definitely
0: when I look back on my relationships, especially my marriage was unraveling about three years before it imploded and yeah, I, I think I stopped talking to people as much because I I couldn't, I couldn't let them see the unraveling. Right. Because Mm -hmm. like I was here trying to cultivate this like Martha Stewart life and I couldn't, be like oh let me hand you this sack of crap right now because Mm -hmm. this is the truth martha stewart has left the building and this is the cleanup crew
1: (laughs) and Mm -hmm.
0: all i have is stinky rotten food garbage right now so Mm -hmm. yeah i think that i pulled back and i think once your life implodes you you don't really have anything to hide anymore because Mm -hmm. (laughs) you're like this is me this is it I, Mm -hmm. i got nothing i got nothing you and I have had these seasons in our friendship where you're so busy, 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 and you don't have time to call, and then I'm so busy, 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 and then I don't have time to call. And it's just comforting to know that even though we're sad about that or we feel bad about it, even sometimes, that it doesn't change our my new word covenant friendship. Mm-hmm. And it's just such a I think it's such a gift in our world that moves at light speed to know that there's someone that's an anchor. Mm-hmm. you know, that
1: you can call yeah.
0: at one in one in the morning and be like, um, I need you right this second.
1: Yeah. But you know, I mean, like we had to work through that, mm-hmm. go through that time where I was like, Oh no, 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 no. I'm not calling because I don't, want you know, I'm not calling because I don't, I'm just not calling because I'm in this place where I'm overwhelmed and I don't know. And, and then all this time has passed right. and, you know, so we had to work through that. We had to work through what does that feel like? What does that look like? What, you know, what you mean, what, what are you feeling? What am I feeling? And all that kind of stuff. So you have to build that, right? You have to build the, um, I know you're busy and it's not anything other than, you're and I'm still here kind of thing.
0: Yeah. I think there's definitely, I think that's what makes an adult relationship so much different than a childhood relationship. That you have this ability to renegotiate when Mm -hmm. you're going through stuff, right? Because you and I both had jobs where we worked from home. Mm -hmm. So like we could text and chat with each other a hundred times a day. We could meet for coffee before work because we just had so much flexibility in our schedule. And then we got different jobs that made us adult differently. That (laughs) was very, very rude. And -hmm. we just weren't able to do that anymore. And there was definitely a lot of like, okay, we can't like because you went and got a regular job before I had to, and I was still working at home. And I would pick up my phone and be like, "Oh, I can't." And he's at a job; it's the worst. <laughs> She's a teacher, and there's students, and they're like learning, so I can't interrupt her to be like, "Oh my gosh, I watched the most hilarious show last night." Because, like, yeah, because if it was big, I could have interrupted you, mm-hmm. but it—it it was all those trivial. Living life together moments, mm-hmm. right? That I think mm-hmm. that we, and again, since I moved away and everything, it's that's been harder to negotiate. But I'm thankful that we're covenant friends. And why did that just bring like the picture of like the handmaid's tale, like something creepy? <laughs> like, I don't want to be that kind of creepy friend. No, thank you. Oh, thank you. Not that I watched that, but because the commercials scare me. But yeah, I just think that's what, yeah, I think that's <sighs> difference in a grown. A grown relationship where two women are trying to be their best selves and you just work through the crap.
1: Yeah. It becomes way less situational.
0: Right. Yeah. Case in point is you and I had a most amazing experience together, except for um, driving on the roads of Chicago. That was not an amazing <laughs> experience. Um, you and I went to Donald Miller story brand conference together mm-hmm. and it was the first time we'd ever traveled together. And stayed in a room together and had the same schedule. And we learned a lot about each other in those (laughs) handful of days. This is what happens
1: when an extrovert and an introvert travel. (laughs) Yes.
0: But you know what?
1: That also leads a lot into, you know, when I talk about like going through periods of overwhelmed and I'm not calling and um, like I had to learn this about myself too. And I still struggle a little bit in my... Um, current relationship and stuff with this because I am such an introvert that I extrovert all day long. All day long, I'm, I'm like on, 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 all day long, constant energy. That's just the way teaching is. I love it. I wouldn't change it. I'm not complaining. But there is this sense of I can feel it even heightened more now because my moments of turn it off now so that I can base to recharge. There are fewer between. And when I don't have that, I get irritable and I get like, I just get just horrible. So just recognizing that that's something that I need to be a functioning human as well. Like I didn't have that type of job before and those kinds of things. So really trying to understand and navigate how to be that type of person and still you
0: know oh no you froze again
1: oh my god this is the worst call ever
0: no it's not because when i recorded for heather's podcast my entire internet crashed for 15 minutes like i even texted alexandria because she lives around the corner i'm like i'm like did your internet die and she was like yes dead and i was like holy hell what is
1: happening here yeah (laughs) inspiring world they're trying to get us jenny Mm, mm, yeah i mean we might as well have just done the 20 minute zooms we could have done eight 20 minute zooms for as as well as this is going yeah anyway yeah how about that and to end my topic on extroverts and introverts i'm going to exit abruptly (laughs) stage left right i am so done extroverting with
0: you tammy i have killed my internet connection, and I will no longer participate in this podcast recording. And I'm done. Uh, yeah. So I guess I, for me, my broken amygdala, thanks to trauma, has me, um, which actually we learned so much about at that conference, oddly enough. Well, you did, because you went to Science Mike's mm-hmm. uh, breakout, and I went to a different person's.
1: I think there were scarves or something. You
0: went to the scarf <laughs> session, and I went to the- <laughs> Probably like, let's talk about feelings. Yeah. I, um, I learn. I mean, I have this. I think we're the same person. Right. So I'm like, no, Jenny wants to do this conference just like me because we're besties. We're covenant and we're going to do the same thing. And so I'm the good girl. Right. I struggle with good girl syndrome. And they said to go home and do your homework. And Jenny's like, let's go to the largest Japanese bookstore on the planet. And I was like, no homework. And you're like, Japanese bookstore. And I was like, I don't know Japanese. And you're like, I'm like, homework. And you're like bookstore. I was like, what's wrong with her? What's wrong with this person? Teachers should learn and teachers should learn to do their homework. And Jenny's Mm -hmm. like, let's go to the Japanese bookstore. It's the biggest in the world. I need to
1: wander and just process. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. And I think that was the first time I was like, how is she my friend? <laughs> How is she my friend? We have nothing in common. We what am I doing here? Like <laughs> I want to do my homework because I said do your homework and come back tomorrow with it done. We, and Jimmy's like,
1: are we going to get new highlighters? What are we doing? <laughs> and we did. We bought. We we didn't
0: do our homework because <laughs> I went along with Jenny to the Japan largest Japanese bookstore in the world. And yeah, we bought some Hello Kitty stuff and mm-hmm. some stationery because that's what one does.
1: And it was okay. It was okay. And it was
0: okay. It was. Okay.
1: It was still I mean, I was an I was amazing less okay conference.
0: than you were. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but it was an amazing conference. We made besties with Brady Toops, and uh, I heard Joe and Kate so crazy. First time. Mm-hmm. It was everything. Yes, I talked to Brady Toops about being on The Bachelorette and how he was amazing, and yeah. It was, it was everything. And my daughter was so jealous because we were listening to Andrew Bell and sleeping at last. And that
1: was like, when you look and then we run into Bob golf in the hallway, what kind of amazing little
0: world that we fall into. I wow. don't know, but I've been trying to get back into it since we left that conference where sadly they announced that was the last time they were holding yeah. that yeah. conference. So we Sha- didn't even Shauna know. Shauna
1: was there. Remember her and the poetry yeah. and the.
0: And Miles Adcock. You uh. know how I feel about him and his tape measure. And yeah, I mean, I'm, we're probably the only two people the whole place are like, how do we go to on-site and have therapy together? Like, how yes. do we just go have therapy? I think yes. Other people were like, what's wrong with these two? <laughs> no.
1: I mean, so many amazing things in that one little weekend. So many. Yeah,
0: so many. I wish that I could go back and I'm still trying to break into their circle. I want to be in their circle mm. so that every time I walk out a door, Bob Goff runs up and takes his picture with us and hugs us. And I'm like, best day of my life. This is the best right? day of my life.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that was pretty amazing.
0: Yeah, I think that that's definitely one of those moments when you and I are, and our moo's on the beach petting rescue dogs because um, that's mm-hmm. our life goal that we'll be like do you remember that time do mm-hmm. you remember that time Jenny mm-hmm. when we opened the door and Bob Golf was standing there and we died mm-hmm. right right there so mm-hmm. I am so thankful for your friendship I've grown so much since the moment I met you and I think in so many ways I've you've held space for me to become the woman that I was always meant to become
1: Yeah. I mean, honestly, I mean, when you say thank you and stuff, I'm like, I didn't do anything. I just stood here and like clapped because I've always thought you were amazing. So it's very easy to just stand here and just cheer. I mean, that's just, that's it, really. Just stand here and watch you be amazing, badass unicorn.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And I've had the pleasure of watching you grow and change. And I think. I think if there was like a documentary that had followed us through hell to where we are now, I think so much of it would be about the unbecoming of who we thought we should be Mm. and the stepping into the power of who we always created to be. And that Mm -hmm. it's, it's been an, our friendship has been so much about an identity journey Mm -hmm. for ourselves, as well as how we relate to other people.
1: Mm -hmm. 100% 100% yes yes
0: but I don't want our documentary I don't want to wear like the handmade sale outfits because we're covered
1: friendships okay I don't want to wear those no 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 you can go and um and google that now and and you'll see that there's no uniform or anything okay. that we have to wear
0: good because if you're going to cheerlead when wearing that uniform that
1: seems awkward there's a lot there's a lot going on Mm-mm. no you can wear whatever you
0: want <laughs> what do you know having come through the divorce and had the before and after life what do you know most about what you in for in a friendship
1: with another woman now oh um I think it's I think it. I don't know that it really depends on a before and after I think just it's just a basic what I need in a friendship is I just need this space to kind of be like here's the things that I'm going to say, and I'm going to just say these things and it's just going to be okay. And I'm going to work through these things. And um, just because I say them today doesn't define everybody in my life, doesn't define my entire existence. Tomorrow I can feel differently and I can say different things and there's enough space for all that. That's, that's really what I need. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. So simple. sees.
0: <laughs> same see we are the same person just an introvert and extrovert spot
1: right right yeah.
0: yeah I think that you're just a gift and I'm so thankful to have you, and I appreciate you coming on my podcast because I do know it was a big ask, and yes, I did ask you in advance, so you'd have time to get through it all, Mm -hmm. but apparently it was really so you could come up with this bomb you want to drop about covenant friendships, Mm -hmm. and yeah.
1: Oh, she wants to talk about friendships? Oh, we will talk about
0: friendships. (laughs) I will do my homework because I am a teacher, and I will (laughs) talk about friendships. (laughs) I'm going to bring it. I'm going to bring it. Yes. Yeah. Well, and you know, I've also just to remind people, I talked about you on last week's episode about expectations and, um, in friendships of which you try to tell me I'm not allowed to have them. But then I listened to a podcast episode this morning that told me okay. you don't, you can't have expectations, but you can have standards. So mm. I have standards in my relationship, but I won't mm. have expectations. And also you're the one that I did the podcast seat. My podcast listeners are getting Jenny, whether they want her or not, because mm-hmm. <laughs> I did the moments of magic one. Because you were like, we just didn't know how great we had it, and I just, mm. I don't want us to anyone to live their lives anymore and look back on it, and be like, oh, those were the good times. Mm-hmm. I think that was the magic. I want us to find that magic in every day. So I know that today you've got some magic you're going to make with weed pulling.
1: Mm the hmm, yard work that's fun. yard work let's talk about before and after <laughs> divorce like we could do a whole thing on yard work like that's... I work through so much I didn't even realize I still had but like every time I have to go out and do yard work I'm still working through things <laughs>
0: Right, yeah, those moments that you're reminded why you shouldn't be doing certain things right now. Mm -hmm. If so and so hadn't done such and such, and it unraveled the thread.
1: Those were all my expectations.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but now we're working to have standards, Jenny.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. So
0: you have a nice conversation about standards with your weeds. Mm
1: -hmm. I will.
0: I will. (laughs) And I love you to the moon. And thank you for helping me become a badass unicorn. And
1: by modeling same. yourself being a badass unicorn it's too. same. Like I said, it's super easy. Cause I just, you know, I'm so thankful for you and everything that you have brought to my life. Makes it easy. You make it easy. You make it easy. No, you <laughs> make it easy. <laughs>
0: All right. Well, I ended my last episode with Heather. We were like, go cook dinner. Cause we're both starving. And I'm going to say, go weed your weed your weeds that doesn't make sense go whatever weed your yard and I'm gonna not do that so that's our kind of friendship now okay all right that sounds good (laughs) I love you so much I love you too and hey have a great day okay you too Talk talk to you later bye bye Thank you so much for listening to the Coming Out Gold podcast with me, Coach Tammy. I hope you enjoyed our time together today and learned something you can take action on to live a better story and that you will come back next week for another episode. As always, check out the show notes below for the links to my social media platforms, as well as the link to my website where you can check out the blog version of the podcast. If you're looking for a coach and are ready to make some real changes in your life, head to my website at rscoachandstrategist.com to book a free discovery call. And if you enjoyed this this episode. Please consider leaving it a review and sharing it with friends on social. Be sure to tag me though so I can say thank you for helping grow our community here. Now go be the superhero of your own story because the world needs the awesomeness that only you bring. It's your time to come out gold.